Are you ready for another journey into the circle? This episode of In the Circle is brought to you by Together We Rise, your educators in financial services and concepts. For information on future meetings, email tb at talisabrowncompany.com. Welcome to In the Circle. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you, Candice. Thank you for having me. Where where in Canada are you? Give us give us an idea of, of where you're, of your location. Okay, I'm in Hamilton. So if you've ever heard of Niagara Falls, I am neighboring that city. So about maybe half an hour from Niagara Falls. Um, you know, during this uh, single ladies session that we're going through, we're we're speaking with, uh, and I've already spoken with someone from the U.S. So I'm pretty excited to be able to speak to you um, and get a Canadian perspective. Um, just so our audience can get to know you better, um, what's your age group? I think you're in your 30s. Are you in your mid, upper, lower? What's your age group? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say later 30s. Later 30s. Okay. So with you being in your later 30s, I would expect that you've been in relationships and now you're single correct correct that's right all right so i'm going to dig into your business a little bit tell me <laughs> about those relationships because something or some things must have happened for you to now be single in your later 30s well i think the first thing Candice, is a misconception that um our life is narrated based on other people's life that we have to be married and settled down um, with children at 36 or at my age or even older. I think that's the first narrative we have to get rid of um, and we have to chart our own courses. So uh, <laughs> I think that's one myth I'd like to debus debunk um, is that, yeah. you know, we have to get, get rid of that. Oh, my life has to go a certain way at a certain age and stage. Um, we all have different paths. So I think why I'm single now is because it is a time to be. And I think that that is my journey. Um, there has been many things that have um, led me through different relationships. And each of those have taught me something significant and absolutely invaluable. Um, more importantly, they have taught me about myself. And I think that's what relationships are for. They are meant to teach you more about yourself as opposed to the other person. Um, oftentimes we get hung up on what the other person may or may not be doing and why we may or may not be happy with that person. And the whole focus is looking at that person and nitpicking about what you want them to be and how you want them to be. And the lesson really is, who are you? What are your boundaries? What are you okay with? And what are you not okay with? And I think that it is a lifetime journey in figuring out what are the best things for you. And sometimes that includes people and situations. And so to your question, why am I single as 36? <laughs> it's because I think that it is a life journey. Um, it ha does have its other challenges. Um, I think those that I've listed are, um, are my path. But other than that, it has um, been uh, a, little, a little heavy on the selection 
deficit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a selection deficit. I like I like that term, selection deficit. So if I'm to to interpret that, are you saying one? there's a shortage of men or two, there's a shortage of good men or three, you've given up trying to find the right person. Or <laughs> let me clarify, because it sounds as if, you know, within your description a minute ago, I was wondering, I, I, I was wondering if I should ask you, are you looking, are you, are you interested in finding a partner? Because it sounds like you're really investing in yourself right now. So Answer that question first. It sounds like you're investing in yourself. What are what are the things that you're doing right now that you're single um, to have given that answer? And then secondly, explain the deficit <laughs> that you are talking about. <sighs> okay, so I think I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I think I'll answer. I'm not in the same order of the question, but um, I think the deficit. So there are not a lot of um, black Canadian or American or um, males that are, um, that I would say desirable. Um, not because I haven't met them. Um, I don't often find them with similar values. Um, I find that values are sometimes um, confusing and so that's my issue. When I say deficit, I'm having a hard time um, connecting with those in um, in my culture and, and finding similar values and similar grounds to build a relationship with. Um, in terms of focusing on myself, um, I've definitely been doing that because, as I said before, um, the focus was all about looking for somebody else to come into your life and be what you want them to be. And oftentimes that comes from a place of feeling like there's a hole or there's something missing. Um, and oftentimes we look for people to fill those voids. So yes, there is a deficit of, of selection in my opinion, but a part of that also was that, you know, it, it is very possible while you're looking to become attached to the wrong person that you're not looking for. Um, and mm. that's because you may or may not identify the things that you're attracting consciously or unconsciously. And so I realized that, yes, you know, there may not be that many options, but I feel like if I look at this, this uh, at a different way, not focus on the deficit and not worry about the struggles I'm facing, uh, being young, um, being in the corporate world, being in the, in the entertainment industry, doing so many things, being a single parent, being a female, um, and then now in the digital world, dating, it has its many challenges. And so sometimes it can get disheartening and discouraging dating because, again, it's, it's very hard in today's world to find quality people. It's easy to make your assumptions about who people are on the Internet, on social media. And, and that's been, I feel, a catalyst to why we are interacting more because everybody looks appealing. But there's more to mm. be said, yes, there's yeah. more to be said yeah. to getting to know the person, getting to um, find the layers. And also I feel that appreciation for people has been um, devalued. Um, the things that are, are substantial that 
um, that back in the day or when I was growing up that was taught was valuable, such as integrity and honesty and substance and working hard uh, and making sure you're providing for your children and for the next generation and education and respect. You know, those things don't seem to be at the top of the priority list for people who a lot of people who are dating nowadays people want to be famous people want to be seen people want to look rich people you know people want <laughs> have the fake rich <laughs> that's right uh people want to do many other different things and so uh when you come with a different perspective on what you're looking for in a relationship sometimes that's hard because the values are not lining up with the people you're meeting and so that means that it's going to take you longer to find that quality to find that person that you are looking for and so the journey I'm on right now is that in the meantime, while I'm looking is not to be disheartened, not to live, not to choose to live unhappily, but to mm-hmm. choose, yes, to choose to fill my time and fill myself with the love and care that I desire from a partner. And once you begin to fill yourself with the love, desire and care that you need for yourself, you become less needy, less desperate, less needy, less wanting a partner. Because again, as I said before, we have to remove those myths of I'm 36 or I'm 35 or 37 or I'm past 30 and I should have been married. Those thoughts cause you to be depressed. They cause you to compare mm-hmm. yourselves to people. You know, they cause many <laughs> internal dysfunctions. Um, and so yeah. what we need to do is uh, refocus on ourselves and where we are. Because again, Candace, all our paths are different. We come from different backgrounds. We've had different relationships with our parents and families. We've been around different cultures. And especially if you've migrated to other parts of the world, you're integrating, you're learning, and you're growing. And so we are not all from the same spaces and from the same places. And so each of us have to go through whatever journey it it is in life that we need to take to grow through those pains of trauma and childhood, which normally occurs in relationships. And these sometimes only are visible to us in relationships. And it's unfortunate, yes. right? Yes, it is. It is unfortunate. And it's, um, it's interesting because the, um, one of the other ladies that I interviewed, she is in her late 40s. She's probably 10 years older than you. And um, she's having some of the same challenges that you mentioned Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think the difference is her kids are older and independent mm-hmm. compared to you. I'm sure you have a child. You said you're a single parent mm-hmm. that is dependent on you. Correct. And I feel that you probably would have to be more, um, you'd have to scrutinize the process a little more before bringing someone into your life. How, how does that add, does that, you know, provide added challenges yes. you you find because you do have um, a child that's dependent on you that's still living with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm going to be very honest and say that I've, I have felt that moment of anxiety where I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, you know, make the time to go on this date or I have to cancel on somebody or have to decline this invite because of my responsibilities as a parent and also feeling anxious of the, of the person of being fearful that, oh my God, they may not want to invest further in me because I have responsibilities, right? So those things yes. are very real. 
uh, and they, they do cross your mind. Um, and yes, it does make it challenging. Of course, I think, yes, sometimes the options are fewer because you don't have the availability as much, right? Um, but it, do, it doesn't last forever because your, your children will go through stages. But I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Candace, is that, um, you know, sometimes I feel that people want to avoid being single, right? That the aim is never to be single, that, that singleness means it's bad. Things are bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays in, two, in, in uh, 2020, 2020 and this, today's everyone wants to be bait up. And if you're not bait up, and, and that's that's another issue I find is, if you're not bait up, something is wrong with you. If you, you know, if you don't have someone mm-hmm. in your arm and, you know, you're not looking at the best, you're not, you're not bawling or, you know, your life isn't going well. And that is very unfortunate. That is really unfortunate, I mm-hmm. find. Yes, I find that very unfortunate that we've now um, looked at people as, as, as accessories. Yes. Versus added value to our lives where I would rather, Candace, have someone who adds value to my life who uplifts me, makes me want to be a better person than someone who is an accessory that makes me look good or might look good beside me, but never actually mm-hmm. creates a space for safeness and value. And that I think yeah. is what we need to focus on more. And it doesn't mean that if you don't, I mean, yes, I do want to be um, in a relationship. I do look forward to having one. Um, but I am more focused on making sure that I'm in the best place that when one comes around, I am ready, that I'm not toxic, that I'm not, that I've learned all the lessons that all the relationships I've had before now have taught me, right? That I've maximized all those lessons and everything that, and then I'm trying to make myself into a better person and to mm-hmm. be more whole and happy on my own first so that I don't depend on my partner to fulfill me and make me happy and to make you happy but um i can hear i i I hear you i hear you completely and i hear you about the accessory but the accessory alleviates loneliness as well you know uh is is that is that a fair statement absolutely me to make uh i would say yes and no candace i say yes because (laughs) on a surface level so here's the thing in my opinion and what I've experienced, um, having somebody around for superficial reasons um, mm-hmm. is temporary and not very fulfilling. And so people will continue to do those things because it suits a very temporary and not very fulfilling purpose. But the need to be fulfilled still remains there. So what ha- ends up happening is that the person is not living authentically, right? That creates harm, self-harm, self-doubt, and confusion about who you truly are because here you are living a life that that says this is what you want, but really what you need is something to be connected with, something that is satisfying, Mm -hmm. that, that, that fulfills you, make you a better person. But, you know, we understand the pressures of the external world. We have to look a certain way, especially for men. I mean, yeah. you know, you're not mm-hmm. a real man if you don't have a woman or two, five women on your arm, right? So it's that pressure to have that accessory. And it's because, yes, you know, we were taught, you know, he that finds a wife finds a good thing, right? <laughs> 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 and, and this is- but this sounds like they're trying to find wives and good 
things. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, I'd love to get your opinion on that because when um, when we chatted with our single, you know, uh, person in her forties, um, you know, she said someone tried to pick her up. I don't know if that's the right term these days. <laughs> I just aged myself. Um, but then when she connected, she's she has learned to ask, "Are you single? Are you in a relationship?" Because the response is typically yes. And I was saying, they're that honest. They tell you that they're in a relationship. And she said, yes. And it seems as if, you know, 20 years ago where people would hide it. Now it's like, yes, I'm in a relationship. And she's wondering if people are settling and being okay with sharing or, you know, women in particular is okay with sharing their man. She's like, I don't get where that's, that's right. Coming from. Well, you know what? Times have changed, Candace. And unfortunately, um, we aren't dating the guys our parents raised us for. Our parents raised Ooh. us for the men that opened the doors. Okay, hold up. <laughs> that almost sounds like that's almost sounds like some some preaching right there. You're gonna have to pull that. Right? And we're gonna have to, you're gonna have to say that again. Say it again. That is such a solid statement, right there. Yes, Repeat what you we are said. not dating the guys our parents prepared us for. We are not dating mm-hmm. the guys mm-hmm. that open the doors and 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 cater and takes care for women. And we're not dating those old-fashioned guys anymore. Those guys do not no longer exist. So what happened then? Uh, I think what time happened. Did our parents raise us? I mean, I'm wondering, did the parents raise the girls to ex- to the expectation, is it too high? And did they not raise the men to, there seems to be a mm-hmm. disconnect that's happening there with, with how the ladies are perceiving the relationship to be compared to the men. What, what uh, happened? You know what it is, Candace. in my opinion, um, I think that um, it's simpler and the, the, the answer is time. Over time, values change. Um, for example, look at the area in now. Look at the things that people are valuing. I mean, back in the day, um, you know, people are ostracized. People like Michael Jackson's, Jackson and other celebrities for plastic surgery, and they were talked about. Um, nowadays, if you're not <laughs> undergoing the knife, you're not hot. You're not, you're not, the, you're, you know what I mean? It's, it's very different. You know, back, back in the day, it was skinny, slim that was in. Um, in, in countries, mm-hmm. you know, it's a buxom ladies with the small, tiny waist and, uh, you know, fuller bodies. And so you'll find that over time, cultures change and what's acceptable socially has changed. And I think that's really what has happened over time. Back in the day when my uh, grandmother and her grandmother were raised, um, I'm sure they can look at me now and say, oh, wow, you know, you're doing things as a woman we would never, you know, thought to have done at that yes. time. And so our roles as females and as, as, as men has changed. Women are now doing things that we weren't allowed to do before. We are CEOs, we are way makers, we're trailblazers. We're speaking, we're doing more than we traditionally did. I think we've evolved as people and I think we're amazing creatures. So when we come out, we come out real strong and we shine. And I think that what has happened though is that um, we, unfortunately did not equip our men on how to evolve with us. So the men were used to that. That I think yeah. is the case. The women are evolving, but the men are either evolving slower or they're remaining stagnant. Yeah. Or, I mean, for just speaking with you, 
you have a very clear idea of what you want and your journey, you know, you, you have a very clear idea about that. And I'm wondering if, especially the, the more mature you get, it's probably more difficult for a man to come in and be able to absorb that or complement that. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, a, if it's an intimidation. I don't know if it's an intimidation process where the men are still, okay, I am the man, hear me roar. You know, and then the women are like, what? What are you talking about? I am Hurry. doing my own. Hurry. I'm the lioness. I'm the one that kills and bring it bring it in you know and, and so i am wondering if that is the case if there's a yes. level of intimidation or are the women to blame <laughs> are the women to blame in some of the cases the way in which things in the way in which we approach things because men have different needs uh, you know men's egos are different so i don't know i don't know what, what what's your thought yeah, is about no, those that. are those are very good questions to pose um and i think it's so multifaceted um, so I think if you recall, um, the last few decades, there's been strong push on women, women in Africa, women all over the world, um, from a systematic place to personal spaces and to political spaces, right? Um, and then, like I was saying before, our men don't seem to have evolved. And, I, and, and perhaps, Candice, no one saw the change. No one could predict how the changes economically would affect mm -hmm. our our social lives, our home lives, right? And so, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I think we're dealing with the fallout, right? I think now we're like, okay, wow. So here is a, you know, how many years later, past the industrialized age before women couldn't work, um, and and we're, we're doing like you said, yeah. all those things, you know, hunting and and, and delivering to the table, um, and it it is possible um, that men are feeling intimidation. Um, I've experienced that. I've questioned if I've been rejected because um, people have feel intimidated. Um, I've, I've, I've known some of the feelings that they feel is intimidation. Um, in my opinion, like strong feelings and feedback, then you can tell, okay, they're possibly intimidated. Um, but you know what? That is something that I kind of accept as collateral da damage for being who I am. If, um, mm -hmm. if, if somebody or, 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 or I'm looking for a male, so... If, if a suitor was supposed to come by and say, hey, Talisa, I'd like to date you. Um, and, and this is what it is. I'm not, I'm not here right now. I'm not, I'm not at this level. I'm not where you are or, or I'm not where Alex or Sam is. But here I am. And this is what I have to work with, right? Whether he does so informally or, mm -hmm. or whether I recognize that on my own, I think that is a more, um, more honest approach. So be authentic in who you are. Right, be authentic and have the right tools and the right materials, yeah. right? And and really and truly, it's about the relationship that you want, Candice, because no relationship is perfect. I might be the kind of girl who's happy to take care of my man, right? He's, he might be the kind... He that might is, be the kind of man yeah. who's happy to let me take exactly. care of him. And it works for our relationship. And it has to be agreed upon in that relationship. And that is a, that is a great point as well, because... I don't think sometimes people think of it that way or if it's mm -hmm. happening, 
you know, people are also scrutinizing it. You know, it's it's like couples that are out there where the the male decide, okay, I'm going to be the one to stay home with the kids because the woman Mm -hmm. makes more money. And, you know, he's years ago, he would be looked upon, you know, a whole lot differently than now. And even now it still has that negative connotation to it. We are going to continue this conversation with Talisa as we come back from the break. At Bridge Tech Group, they understand social media can be daunting. Let them guide you through the maze and turn those social platforms into revenue generators. You can find them at bridgetechgroup.com. Well, hello in the circle, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're in conversation with Talisa. And Talisa is a single female in Canada. To continue our discussion, you touched on um, how, you know, how people were raised and and how, you know, um, you know, women, you know, they're not men out there that can really match up with how women were raised in your, you know, in your time, in your family. How are you raising your child? Do you have a male, female, and how are you raising your child to 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 be prepared for for some yeah, kind of partnership? That's a really in the good future? question, Candice. Um, and I think um, that's really important for us to recognize, right? Especially for us females who are struggling with finding um, the right people. Um, so I have a ten-year-old son, and um, um, he. We are a single family home, so he does not have his father involved in his life. And I do not make that a a taboo subject in our household. So the first thing I do is um, I normalize us talking about it. I normalize the absence. That's number one. And Hmm. what I have done is is I've said, look, I want you to understand this. This is not okay. what's happening. It's not okay that your father is not around. This is not okay. This isn't, it's normal and it can be normal because not every child grows up with a parent, but this is not okay. And I have to teach him now. I have to now every day in my everyday life, teach him what being a man or I can't teach him to be a man, but teach him what a good person or a good parent looks like. And I do that by modeling myself. So I approach him and I help him to understand certain things. So I explain to him, um, things that say, um, hey, you know what? This is what happened and this is how it's supposed to be. I'm also not, afra- not afraid of retra- retracking any mistakes I've made or apologizing because then we want to create children that are aware, that are aware. And I think the, the, the best thing we can help our children do is to become aware. When you are aware of yourself, you become aware of other people's emotions. And as people, we need to tune in more to what people are asking for or what it is that they need from us. And that is what who we are as parents. And mm-hmm. if we are able to relate more and be more aware of our children's needs, we can respond. For example, you know, growing up, children um, that had uh, behavioral issues, maybe they were acting out, were given the belt, were given punishment, right? We're in a different time yes. where we realize that, okay, if, if my son is, is is showing some behavior that's not desirable, then I have an opportunity to say, hey, is there something I can do? Is there something that's bothering you? How can we help you 
to overcome these obstacles. And what that teaches me, Candice, is if you begin to build a whole child and teach them how to become whole and grounded, I don't really think you have to focus so much on who they are as a man because you're just trying to build good people. So I teach him how to be yes. good, teach him how to be responsible. I teach him how to, to, to reach out in families. And I feel like that that is a struggle wherein our men has been disconnected from the children in the homes. They've been disconnected from their roles as parents. And I feel like we have to reintroduce that. What does that look like now in 2020? Well, it looks like conversations versus uh, physical, physically hitting or impacting someone. It looks like counseling sessions versus ignoring someone. It looks like voicing the elephant in the room yeah. so that the child is released from the pressure of that conversation not happening so that they know it's okay, right? That's that's my approach to it, Candice. I, I don't um, necessarily take you know a male or female approach to it um, because I've accepted that I cannot be everything he needs. He needs two parents, I'm only one. But the other part of that is I have made an effort to have some strong males in his life that can look up to, that he can respect. Yes. And when also, when I need assistance to reinforce some points that I can reach out to these people. So those are the kind of things that I've, that I've put into place to help him become a better person and hopefully a better parent and a better man. That sounds like, um, you know, for anyone out there that's listening in particular, in particularly females single with a child or children, goodness, I don't even know how any single parent do what they do. But I think that is very solid advice. And, and I know it makes it a little more challenging for you as a female having a son. I think it would be, and anyone out there that's single and their child is female, <laughs> leave a message on, on the podcast and let me know. But I think it's harder for a female to raise a man um, you know, and similarly, I think it's hard for a single man to raise a female. It's just, I, I think that's, that would be the case. But again, if I'm wrong, I'd love to take anyone's yes. um, input on that. So Talisa, if you, if you were to talk to your 20 year old mm -hmm. self now, what would you say? I would her? say, believe in yourself more and go harder um, because everything you want is exactly there. I would have believed in myself more. I would have believed, put more trust and more faith in myself. Um, in terms of dating, I would have just said, love myself more. I would have said, found, find ways to love yourself, develop ways to give to yourself, accept yourself. You're enough. You're beautiful. Um, you have, your future is brighter than your past. Yes. Yes, I think that's the, the, the case, though, as as we mature, <laughs> it's, it's like we wish we had mm. the youth with the wisdom, but unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily come in that format. And, and, and you know, we're able to look back and, and say, you know, if I had that wisdom, then unless we had a strong mentor, unless we had on what and mm -hmm. also if we wanted to listen you know, when we're young, we, we just feel like we know um, everything. Um, so so what are you looking for 
in a partner? That is such a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm going to give you the advice that I've that I've read and heard from a few people. Uh, Whenever I I get asked a question on dates or from possible uh, potential boyfriends, I shy away from specifics. (laughs) So. Well, this is not a potential boyfriend asking this. Well, I guess we have to be careful because a potential boyfriend could be listening to this podcast. So, yeah, yeah, we don't want to, um, we don't want to put an no, X I next no, to I anyone. So, okay, no, I'll, I can, I'll have you try to. No, no, dress, no, I can do this. Joe. Don't, no, no, okay, no, it's fine. I was just making a joke, but um so the reason the reason why we don't give specifics is that we don't want people taking our answers and then impersonating those characteristics to become what you need them to be temporarily so what we do Ah. say is (laughs) what we do say is or what i like to put out there is i look for someone with integrity with honesty with good character so we start there because I'm really looking to date somebody um, and only through getting to know you will I know if I want to, uh, you know, continue a long-term relationship with you or not. But to begin to date you, I'm looking for someone who's solid, mm-hmm. someone who, who knows who they are more, you know, more than they don't. And because everyone's on a, on a path of self-discovery, um, but solid um, integrity and, and, and absolutely ambitious. So we'll start there for dating. So that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they need to be ambitious as well. So let me let me let me throw something in there. Um, they're ambitious, but they're um, making not, less than you. Um, I'm Would not worried that? about dollars, Candice. In terms of I've I've dated men that made more than me. I've dated men that have been less than me and I've mm-hmm. never, um, the relationship has never ended because they, they, they made less. So that was never an issue for me. It could be more. I could wow. go, I go up to okay. 10, 10 years older, okay. but ideally no more than seven years. But I guess in the thirties, it's not too bad. You know, you can, oh, you can oh. go a little, a little older. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think she's right. Candace. I think she's right. <laughs> I think she's right. That's right. She is she right. thinking it through. Oh my goodness. Um so there there must be some positives, and I know you've listed some already, um, about being single. Um, you know, because it's 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 challenging, as you said, especially having a child. But what are like a, you know, a couple of oh yeah, I have positives a few. that you could pull few. out? Oh yeah. Um, you know, for being single. <laughs> okay, so line them, um, line them out, line them out. Make the, make the people in a relationship jealous. Well, for one, you get so much more time to spend on yourself and the things that you like to do. And you end up uh, fulfilling more of what you want to do because then it's just your focus with a partner and family, things have to change. So I think that's number one. Number two, you go faster. So they say you go, <laughs> you do more with more people, but you go faster hmm. alone. Ah, because is it because you're, yes. you're able to just make the decision? Yes. You don't have yes, to. you don't have to contend you know, with opinions. You don't with have to contend with setbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just go charging for it. Um, what else? Uh, just the freedom, I think, to do more. Just I think that's re- is really the big ones: the freedom to do more, um, to be able to focus on yourself, and uh, more options. You have way more options. Just options to do everything, right? Um, and ah. less expensive. Did you mention that? <laughs> 
because it's just how is, how is it less right expensive? when you have to deal with a second listen sometimes the, the marriage thing isn't cheaper you know it's not always cheaper <laughs> It's not always <laughs> well, there's another well, there's another mouth to feed. So, in my opinion, it's so, another mouth to feed. I don't know. That's right, right? <laughs> especially Candace, especially, especially if one makes more than the other, it's a liability. <laughs> I'm not saying in my case, and that's you know, I'm not oh saying in my, my case. Let let me just put it out there like that. I I I uh, yeah. I I yeah. appreciate an unequal exchange and unequal in my favor. Just to put it out there for a female in her almost mid 30s what advice would you give to another female around the same age on similar path as you that is struggling yeah with um, living the single life my focus Candice again is self like you mentioned on the call and I know it sounds um counterintuitive to say, to focus on yourself if you're looking for somebody else, if you're looking for a partner. Um, but the reason why I say to focus on yourself is because once you're able to get into that place where you are enjoying your own life, you're enjoying your own company, you're pretty content with what it is that you're doing, um, that will allow you to open up yourself to better prospects. And so what I would say to that person is love yourself more find new ways to give yourself love learn ways that you like to receive love and practice that practice filling your cup mm -hmm. practice giving yourself mm -hmm. and not focus on finding someone because the goal isn't to find someone you know we're so fixated on that the goal is to be as much as you can of yourself yeah. so that when the time is right for you and that person comes along again, that it's a flourishing connection, that you're not codependent, that you're not so suffering from the traumas of your childhood, that you're not reaching out, you're not being desperate um, to, to hang on to somebody because you are afraid of being alone, causing toxicity, causing hurt and more trauma. So if you're like me and you are looking for love, just know that you already have it and everything that you need is inside of you. And I know that it sounds, again, counterintuitive, but once you begin mm -hmm. to give, you know, at certain points, we do feel that need to give love as well. You know, as being single, we have that urge to give love and that can hurt yeah. as much as not receiving love. Having it so much that you want to give it and not being able to, to express that to somebody is also as hurtful. But sometimes when you, not sometimes, oftentimes when mm -hmm. you're feeling deeply lonely, and you're feeling that need to give the love to somebody, we just need to turn our minds to ourselves and wonder what part of us needs love? What part of us is crying out for the love that we're trying to give somebody? And I can ah. guarantee you, your cup needs to be full. Yeah. Your cup needs to have a little bit more love. And so it is not, it is not okay to stay in a state of worry mm -hmm. and anxiety, worrying when the next, when, when you're going to meet somebody else and worrying if the person's going to stay, that is not healthy. And if we, if we, if we catch ourselves being that mental state where we're worrying so much about who's going to stay around and stick around, then we are not worrying enough about what's inside of us that we need to release. We need to let go. We need to heal from so that we don't become the codependent, so we don't become unhealthy for ourselves and for other people because we should be happy with somebody or without somebody. 
Yes, yes, that is very, very good advice. So what do you want your married friends to understand um, about being single? My friends are pretty understanding and they're pretty supportive, um, you know, recognizing the single people in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we also are very supportive to each other. Um, and I think that's probably the number one thing to know is that your single friends, your single partners, um, partner, whether they be people you work with, whoever they are, um, we need support and we may not always ask for it. Um, we, we may not always be able to show up the way that you guys show up with people with multiple people in the homes. We may not be able to afford the things that you guys are able to afford. We may not be able mm-hmm. to do as much. And so sometimes it's understanding and, and support that we need in the journey. Um, and, and that's just staying in touch, asking questions, you know, do you need help? Do you know, can can I offer some assistance here or there, especially if they're older single people, right? Like I'm a younger person, but I always imagine if I were older um, and lived alone and, you know, and so I think it's just supporting the mm-hmm. single, single women, single men community, just reaching out and just seeing if there is anything you can share with them from a family perspective perspective help them to feel included as well because it's you know holidays and Christmases are tough and I would just say just reach out to them let them know that they're included and that they are needed thank you Talisa for sharing your story as a single female living in Canada I am sure the information you provided will help someone so thanks again you for joining us in the circle follow our podcast for more real life real talk you can also find us on facebook at in the circle podcast